It's the Tillcast, episode 384. Corbin Dallas as Jason. And this week, guys, we talk Division 2, Battletech, Phantom Doctrine, Multipass. some news and rumors. Stay tuned. There's some neat gazing in this episode. Corbin Dallas, Multipass. That's all I got. <laughs> you should keep that, too. That's all I got. Bang! 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 It's the Dillcast. Oh, indeed. Back to three cans. Back to three cans. <laughs> yes, indeed. What oh, is we are back. Oh, man. Jeez, it's been like a week. <laughs> I don't been, know. The way my work week like went, I feel week. like it's been like two, yeah. maybe well, three. Uh, yeah. Back it up. Back it up. Right. It is... What day is it, Jason? Yeah. It is July fifth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, sometime nine and ten. It's at like nine eleven p.m. Yeah, and yeah. Then we're somewhat on time this week. We are somewhat on time, <laughs> and we've been scheming, scheming. Yeah, we've been making plans. We have. We're gonna. We're getting ready to dictate a show redesign, a site redesign, a whole bunch of, of redesign, and it yeah. just. Honestly, we probably could have started at eight, but well, we were scheming. Scheming. And calming down Lola. Yeah, she... I was cuddling with Lola. Lola is just. You know, there's a kink song about that. Low. Oh, what? No. 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 Not, you're not, you're not going to get me to sing. Uh, <laughs> they say the word Lola several times, right, Lola? Sure. Lola. Are you going to speak? <laughs> okay, there you go. Good dog. <laughs> yeah. Just nose the microphone. There you go. Good dog. <laughs> She's gonna do it again. Are you? <laughs> Anywho, it's uh yeah, it's it's been a week, man. <laughs> just just long as she doesn't bite the microphone, we're good. Yeah. She knows I talk at it. She's just looking at it funny, like, why do you why do you talk into this chew toy? <laughs> no, I yawn. didn't get the little puppy on either. Big yawn. Anywho. Yeah, so things and stuff. We've been stuff doing things. What kind of sh- shit is going on? It's fucking... What? Oh, I'm now staring at the dog. I know, she's <laughs> distracting. And honestly, super distracting throughout the week. It does take a lot out of me sometimes to keep an eye on this little uh, ball of joy energy 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 yes uh, she's a ball of joy but she has she has a ball of energy she is playing tug of war while i am she's trying gonna to start growling here. she is i'm gonna have to let go so you hear I don't, it? can you i don't know if you can hear it but oh yeah you can yeah, hear yeah you can hear there you oh, go yeah, yeah. that's oh, she got zapped <laughs> 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 Thank you, hear you that snort right at the end. Notification like, sound. Damn it. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, <laughs> oh shit. So, anyways, uh, we, we're going to go through some uh, some changes in the show. There may be a little delay as we work out some of the kinks. Yeah. Pun getting, intended. Getting kinky. No, the, the song. We're, we're working the kink. Ki- well. The, the song Lola uh, is done We by the really kings. don't need to go with the song. Do you, you don't want to sing it? No. I mean, you want to pull it up? Copyrighted can't do it. I mean, it's We're pretty popular. It's copyrighted can't do tanks. it. Yeah. I mean, it's a good band. No, 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 bang no, 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 them out hard. Super revolutionary. I mean, 
one of the most revolutionary bands of the 60s, uh, not to the level of like the Beatles, but I would say definitely more than the Monkees. Oh, shit. When, oh, I just random thought came into my mind. Well, you know, that's, it's gonna, you know, it's like almost getting into public domain area right now, right? <laughs> Fuck world. Oh, the Beatles? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, the, somebody had somebody bought the rights to all oh, stuff. So uh, was just... it Michael Jackson that bought the rights to the Beatles? Yes. Oh, and then whoever inherited his estate, I wonder. I I haven't looked into that, but I'm sure somebody inherited the rights to the Beatles. Well, that well, is not Paul McCartney. Well, move away from the cable mess because we don't need any of that happening. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, so Sony was... ATV currently owns the rights. Oh, that's some bull. They shit. bought. They bought it from Michael Jackson's estate. That's some bullshit. They're just some random ass company. Yeah, well, they bought I it for like ninety-five million. Yeah, I haven't looked into public domain in a long time. So, you know, come on, go lay down. You're gonna tear out or there we go. Ah, dogs, cables, things, and stuff. Yeah, as I fade in and out, know that sometimes I keep a, a fatherly eye that way to see what's going on, because she's and, always chewing on something. And and I am keeping a paranoid IT eye on all of our cables to make sure that they're not getting yanked out of you know ports and whatnot. So, so I'm going to get this show rolling. No. So if you are uninitiated with a Tillcast, understand that we're going to go through 30 minutes of bullshit puppies, and then we're also going to go through some video games. And a little bit of news. And, and fair warning, if the words fuck shit and... Fuck shit, piss, ass, cunt. And motherfucker. Cunt. Oh, God. Really get to George you? Carlin is going to Just kick my ass off in now. the afterlife, I'm sure. Because he's got a whole list. Yes, he does. <laughs> Anyways, if any of that stuff bothers you, then fuck right off. But yeah. if it doesn't, um, stay right along and have some fun with, with, with us here. Hmm. So, with that being said, Jason, have you done anything interesting? Not a damn <laughs> thing. I am sorry, I had... guys. I know this has been like a repeat for me f- so often. I just had, um, a, had a fifth element situation but... going on right there. I and have... Corbin Dallas. <laughs> Crickets. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, but really, it's kind of hard to do it. To be honest, so much of my life is interesting having three kids around that I'm kind of blind to it anymore. Um, So I'm sure the kids did a ton of interesting shit, and I just ignore it. Dude, it's fucking the 5th of July. You did Did nothing for the 4th? You had to have something. He did family stuff. So we did a little bit, but it was pretty tame. You know, smoke bombs, snakes, sparklers. Yeah, the huge when you have the use, a few when you have a chilled few, childs under ten, a few gra- ground flowers, a couple small fountains. You know, you know, nothing w- too exciting when you are working with children and f- explosives. Uh, yeah, you tend to get things that burn that don't explode, right? Or just smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. smoke bombs are hot. Like no. you can't really give the smoke bomb to a five year old. Yeah, just oh look at this! It's smoking in my. Oh, it, but it's also shooting a flame out the other side. <laughs> right. We are going to my wife's aunt's place out in the country, uh-huh. and I have the big shit for that. Oh, 
You didn't shoot the big shit off in the neighborhood? No. Oh, why not? But I've got, Everybody like, else does. Fuck these guys. I mean, I just heard a story, so I went to work, right? And I will not say who it was, right? But they live in a kind of a crazy part of town, and they were telling me how... This is how... I'm going to roll this story out. Yes. Because it's, it's tragic and so tragic. You remember A Thousand Ways to Die? It almost belongs on that. <laughs> So the Darwin Awards. Yeah, this is a Darwin Awards moment, but there's some there's some tragedy to it. So don't don't pay attention to the tragedy yet. Right. Okay. And I'm gonna roll to the tragedy okay. last. So there are people <laughs> that were. I've got a wiggle dog here. You wiggle it all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, you guys gotta see this dog. She's just. I've got her upside down on her back. <laughs> I don't know where you're. Fuck. <laughs> fuck. God dang it! Focus. So, um, <laughs> she was telling me there were some people riding around in a car, right? And she had gotten home with her fiance, and she's wanting to just kind of chill and relax. It's like eleven o'clock at night, and she lives in kind of a crazy part of town because it's real cheap. And there were some people that were driving around in a car, lighting mortars and dropping them out of the car, and then speeding off. So <laughs> driving in a circle around the their neighborhood dropping mortars out the window those mortars are not meant for that that uh yeah they're yeah, they're no. basically freaking hand grenades at that point correct so at some point the geniuses in the car uh managed to light the rest of the explosives in the car while they were driving <laughs> oh, fuck. so oh, she hears God. a bunch of screaming and a bunch of explosions and she's like Fuck, I got to go outside, right? And what does she roll up to? Well, she sees the explosions, hears the screaming, sees the truck, basically like pinball from from shoulder to shoulder hitting cars, and then all these people dogpile out as shit's blowing up inside the car. Whoa. Um, and then there was a guy running in circles, and apparently his back was on fire. <laughs> what? There was a child oh that God. was in the car, oh, which... That's... That is uh, part of the tragedy. Right. He got some pretty bad burns. Um, nothing life-threatening. But the, the man that was in running in circles that was on fire, his shirt burned off of him and his pants burned off of him. And he had third-degree burns in the back of his neck down to his ass crack. Oh, that's a bad day. So, just to show that sometimes alcohol and, I don't know, meth <laughs> doesn't me mix with fireworks very well. Um, but it was a really shit situation. But, yeah. Well, but it didn't make the news because of where it's at. It's like 46th Street North and nothing makes the news. Oh, uh, no, because, because I mean, no, that would that would dominate the freaking news of all the idiot stuff. It's basically that particular part of town is like the Florida man part of Tulsa. Basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Basically, Florida man part of Tulsa. Right. So. And then, of course, she's just prompted her to now start looking for houses. Right. She's like, fuck this shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's the kind of, that's the kind of shit like people see Tulsa man or right. it comes from that part of our crazy town. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <sighs> yeah, nothing Idiots. that interesting happened to me, but just as I was rolling it out, I was like, so think of like what a bad idea would be lighting mortars. That's a bad idea, right? Well, what about lighting mortars and light in your car and dropping? That's a bad idea, that, right? That, lighting fireworks in your car and driving around. That's a bad idea. And if they start exploding in your car while you're driving around, that's a horrible idea. I, and then if you have childs in the car on top of that, 
That's a horrible, horrible idea. And then they all ran away. That's the worst part. The only man that got treated was the man that had burns all across his body that couldn't, that just was on fire, basically. Right. He's the person that went to the, went, took the Emza. Everybody else fled the scene in their smoldering car where the interior burned out. It somehow did not explode. The interior burned out and they fled in the car that was burned. Oh my God. So. Wow. Yeah, see, fucking fireworks, man. I I have always have like for for years, probably a good ten years now. I've been uh, of this you know this idea that fireworks is just a bad idea, like all in all, like legalized explosives is what it is, uh, and we're just gonna hand it off to people who are not equipped to deal with this, like. Everybody that picks up a fucking firecracker is not necessarily bad. They're just not fully equipped to handle explosives. You know, and you're selling it to just random Joe Schmoes out in the fucking street. By the fucking, well, like, by the box I can load. personally attest having 36 shots for tomorrow night. Well, you are part of the problem, sir. Uh... <laughs> uh I, but I, I have to full, my fireworks safely. I have full confidence that you won't blow off a hand. Um, the the idea though is it's asinine to me. I, I look at it from a financial perspective outside of the the whole idea of handing fucking explosives yes, to kids. No, the, this whole thing um, we covered last week, right? But it's just no. I will say this. <sighs> The only reason I have these mortar shots is because when we went to go get the kids their poultry fireworks, Mm -hmm. they had a sale. Of course they had a sale. You know that they fucking, like, could sell those things for 15 bucks, but they sell them for 80 The $90 12-shot box was $25 a piece. Yeah, you got it at wholesale. Go figure. Hell yeah. You got it for the for the cost of the fucking powder. Yep. <laughs> nah. So I will enjoy blowing some shit up. So my place my place in uh you know where I where I live uh is basically on the same you know, at the edge of the property where they shoot off the fireworks for the town. So I, I live right off of a golf course. I'm not hoity-toity. I don't look at the fucking golf course. I don't play golf. I just happen to live in a place that has a golf course nearby, and that's also the place that they happen to shoot yeah. the fireworks off. I keep forgetting to come take advantage of your membership since you won't. Well, I'll just walk up, tell them I'm rusty. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Rusty, you've lost weight this week. And what? you got taller. Yes, I did. Wow. Hey, hey, <laughs> the people in the clubhouse don't know you. <laughs> now, true. if any of the office management's there, I'm screwed. Yeah, you're but right. You're right. The clubhouse don't know you. Well, I, yeah. I don't <laughs> use that fucking thing. But anyway, um, the, uh, the, the big fireworks display happened, you know, last night. Uh, and I can literally walk out of my apartment door and go around the building and see the spectacle of fireworks going off. Um, and, uh, that's cool and all, but I mean, I'm sitting there going, that's 150 bucks. That's like 200 bucks. I mean, the, the problem is, know, is we all used to be pretty poor. So 
You see everything, and, and, and I see a dollar sign see. burning up in the sky. Is what you, I see. You see people lighting and just rolls of bills. Yeah, it's it's bad. See, here, here's <laughs> the problem. You all remember being poor. I remember spending a thousand to two thousand dollars on fireworks. You are year. insane, though. I mean, we just. I mean, that's a new. That's like a new PC bill plus things for exactly. my car plus. Like plus several nice dinners plus one to two thousand dollars, man. That's like had, my fucking RTX hey, setup hey, right there. And Ooh. I had, I had new PCs and uh, and I had whatever console I wanted back then. You know how I did it. You didn't eat. No, <laughs> I actually ate better then than I do now. It's just like um, I have all the things, but bologna I, and mustard I, ain't expensive. <laughs> right. I ate full on Atkins when I was skinny. Uh, um. <laughs> Bologna. Bologna. Oh, no, sir. Steak, bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how I lived. Right. No, here's the thing. I had no car payment. Mm. I owned my car. Oh. I paid cash for all my cars then. Yeah, well, look at you fucking rolling in dough. Uh, <laughs> but I also bought cheap cars. Yeah. You know, I bought the high mileage beaters that, that still run that I could easily repair myself. Or you ran it directly into the fucking or ground. Or I ran it directly into the fucking ground the rest of the way. Yeah. Huh. Um, okay. Asshole. Car payments and mortgage kind of changed all that. Yeah. That and tends to happen. And then I got three kids on top of it. Yeah. That also tends to happen. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I used to spend stupid amounts of money. Now that I think back on it, I go, Damn. Could have invested all that. Oh yeah, I'd be set right now. Look at you looking at like more, you know, fucking responsible paying of things. So jumping back on track, Jason, what did you actually do? He said nothing for the really (laughs) rusty. What did you do? Not not a whole lot. Nothing. I went to work. I came home. I played video games until way too late, and then. Went to sleep, woke up way too early, and did it all over again. <laughs> Rusty, did you watch any firecrackers? I outside of the fucking uh, that display that happened there, I really didn't fucking care about anybody else's shit. And no, I didn't spend any fucking money on fire fireworks myself because it goes against everything I just said. Uh, so as soon as that free display was done, I went right back in and I started fucking playing video games. Uh, because, you know, that's what I do. Uh, outside of, you know, the fourth happening, you know, I didn't have, uh, because I'm a fucking vampire, I don't, you know, didn't get together and cooked any, you know, cook out or do anything. I did make brats for myself, but that's, you I mean, that's, that, that's a thing. That's like a weekly thing for you, though, right? right? It's like, it's normal. Um, no, nah, I, it was, uh, it. It was just a really fucking rough week at work, so I was just focused on just trying to survive it. Uh, and uh, man, it's uh, by the by the end of my week, my brain was ready to shut down, and I went right directly into fucking playing video games because that's what my do- that's what I do. That's what that's what I just I I get out I get out of the work mode. And I'm like, yeah, I need to destroy some mechs right now. Uh, oh, so, you, uh, so, so we're gonna dive into that in the game section, right? Okay. So I, I I played a little bit of that, um, uh, but yeah, I focused more like after last week's uh, podcast. I you know I played a lot of the stuff that I picked up off the Steam sale. 
uh, and we'll go into that in the game section. Uh, but, uh, I mean, outside of that, I'm pretty fucking boring as far as that's concerned, because, you know, it's work and play, and I, I don't tend to have things like, you know, cars exploding down my fucking street happen to me, because I try to stay the fuck away from that craziness. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, like... <laughs> The exciting thing that happened wasn't the fourth. The exciting thing was my fiance coming back to town. Yeah. So been hey. spending a little bit of time with her, and she's with family Let, right now. Let's not forget that epic picture of Ronald Reagan riding a raptor that you posted. Actually, let me show you even more. <laughs> what? Ronald yeah, Reagan? Did you riding, not see that? Ronald Reagan riding a here raptor. That's right kind here. of a tongue twister, actually. Here it is. Wait. Here uh, it what? Is right here. Oh, and and he's firing a. Fu- is that a? That's a submachine gun of some sort with a fucking RPG across his back. There's a there's a guy that does a lot of crazy shit with U.S. presidents. There's one with uh, Bill Clinton with Lewinsky hugging his leg and like an alligator on his feet and him firing like a machine gun or something crazy oh. like that. <laughs> the more epic thing was the chicken fried steak that I had the other night. What? So is... see, oh. well, let's let's look. Oh well, I mean, when are you gonna make me one? Oh, that wasn't me. That was Jessa. Oh well. I mean, when's you going to make me one? <laughs> Look at that. It's, it's even like damn good. What's it breaded with? Just flour and flour and cornstarch. Oh, okay, so this was a keto. this was a non-keto cheat. Thing. The, you mean like the baked potato there that's right next to it? Yeah, we we're not looking at that. We we tend we tend not to look at those things. I, I tend, tend to, to focus, focus on in meat. on the meat. He, he's, he always focuses on the meat. He's meat gazing over there. Meat gazing. <laughs> hey, hey. But potatoes are my second love. <laughs> That's no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make it. Nope. Not gonna do it. Not gonna do it. Meat before potatoes. Whatever. Then potatoes above all else. It's the potatoes your fucking ball gag. Anyway. <sighs> this guy he's like getting off over there. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so that was Giggity. that was fucking heavenly, but Yeah. I mean, I'll get to see her a little bit later this weekend after she's spending some time with her family that she hadn't seen in forever. It's good that she's in town, at least. Yeah. So that was way more exciting than the fourth. The fourth was fun. Um, I mean, my aunt made some kind of like weird, uh, it was like an ice cream sandwich cake. I, I'm totally down with that. It's, it's basically vanilla ice cream with like the weird chocolate wafer thing they uh-huh. use. Yeah. That was crumbled up in there along with pieces of candy. Uh-huh. And then that, you know, that hard check chocolate shell that you can get. Oh, yeah. She took that and kind of spread it over in like a very artistic way on top. So you had to like break it open and then you had a little chunk of like ice cream sandwich. It was like ice cream sandwich casserole. Um, it was totally down with that. Ridiculous. You're talking to the fat part of me right now. <laughs> I I had seconds. And then my dad made smoked green chili burgers. So. Oh. What? Don't know why I just saw this. But there was one interesting thing happened this week. What? So what? Crystal regularly goes to the Y for different health classes. Yeah, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Right. right. Fucking health while class. She's, while she's there, she j- generally drops the kids off in in the quote play and learn center right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was too proud to get mad when she told me titan got in trouble for knocking a kid down (laughs) 
Okay. So apparently, a couple six-year-olds, yeah, were getting in, getting into each other about something, and the loudest and most violent of the two, Titan apparently nose tackled. Well, okay then. I mean, and then got up and screamed at him that he was being bad and he needed to stop. <laughs> Because that's how you stop a fight right there. <laughs> Kids, man. Uh, I mean, if you had to actually, like, you know, break up an argument or a fight, you know, you know, a good tackle is a good way to do Crystal, it. Crystal's halfway trying to be mad because, you know, that meant her day was cut short. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was like, but I can't be. He just, he took out the bully. Like. There you go. Not advocating violence with kids. I'm just saying that, you know, if it happens, it would need to be a tackle. It's good to know I don't have to worry about him protecting himself. Well, I mean. Because he's more than willing to protect others. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hey. That also means. And he took down a kid two years older than him. Just saying. And and he's already practicing for football. (laughs) I'm just. I don't think he'll be quite that big. Uh, He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I'm sure of it. Maybe a safety. It, hey, whatever. I, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of putting, uh, you know, I'm putting, you know, kids through football because, uh, I mean, I went through it and well, it, I was a very angry kid when I was I, growing up. I'm a fan of that at the right age. Uh, he's not. He's not uh, until he's older. I mean, I know there are people put their kids in football at five and six, and I just think that's stupid. Right. Yeah. Um, you don't want to. You don't <laughs> flag football. Sure. He will. He will play soccer first for the motor skill oh, development. Yeah, you are. You are all about the soccer. I. I forgot. You're the the true football. Whatever. Football. Whatever, dude. Football. I. I Football, American football, also known as padded violence. I mean, the way I saw it, when the the what sold me on football growing up was, we're going to give you armor, and you're going to hit the person in front of you as hard as you possibly can. What about rugby? You don't wear any armor, and then you hit somebody in front of you. It was the armor that was. I I was all like, I'm a knight. I just say I just say that because my (laughs) cousin is. plays for an international rugby team right and they ship him all over the place and he's built like a ship brick house at like 20 years old oh right. yeah he's all... the one me and him were popping firecrackers i was just like when yeah. the fuck did you get this big all... i was like oh yeah you've been playing rugby for two years across the world all my respect to rugby players in fact um david our mutual friend uh, put his son through rugby uh during the spring for conditioning purposes. Oh yeah, because I mean, uh, Connor got bigger. Of course, he didn't just condition; he got bigger. Well, I mean, when you start playing rub- rugby or you know pretty much any contact sport like that, you're gonna get bigger. Uh, I mean, it's just the way that mm-hmm. goes, man. But granted, I had seen the kid in a couple of years, like. More more than pictures. Right. So. But for me, football was more about huge. putting the fucking pads on. And the pads make it so that 
you could hit harder. For me, it was like I put armor on. Now I can hit even harder. Uh, and that was that was what I did when I was so, growing up. You know, I was just I let for, out all of my aggression out on the field. It, it for, made me a better person. For me, both sports hold special places. But I will be honest: the only reason I played high school football is because where I played high school football, soccer did not exist. Yeah, well. It doesn't, it's because not. Because I went to the deep south. You play football. And or golf. The, one of the two. And he soccer. Did a bit of meat gazing while he was down there. And in the, in the deep south. In the deep south. In the deep meat. Deep. Soccer Sorry. is reserved deep. for the Mexicans who want to go out drink beer on the weekend. <laughs> Come on now. That's, it sounds horrible, but uh, let me tell you people. That is the truth of how they think. Well, football is an institution, man. And Especially in the South. And, uh, yeah. And, I, I, and I, the great white north of Michigan where Rusty comes from. Of course. We don't play soccer up there. What, what the fuck is soccer? Like, yeah, I don't do. know. My little brother played soccer. And I'm sure there was a couple people that actually played soccer, but it was, it was either basketball or football or uh, golf or cross country. Well, I mean, let's that face was... it. When we were kids, Michigan, Wolverine football and Wolverine basketball ruled all <laughs> as far as Michigan went. I only I only followed the football. And we don't ever talk about the Lions because, man, there's just a massive disappointment all around. Um, well, shoot. Well, when you were growing up, Michigan had the had the Fab Five, right? But that was about it. In <laughs> uh, and, and hockey, oh, I forget about hockey oh, yeah. because hockey is a big hockey thing is there. huge up you there. Know, we gotta gotta remember the, the other right. contact sport. Hockey, we gotta play hockey. The hey man, it's another contact sport. Just saying, I and I probably would have played hockey. If I could keep my ass on skates, but my ass and yeah, my ass just loves the fucking ground. Uh, whenever I put well, skates on, I'm have off. you seen most hockey players? Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> most of them are short, skinny little bitches. I mean, now, granted, I do not want to get in a fist fight with any of them, no, because those dudes are tough as nails. But you know what they would have done with me? Then it made me a fucking goalie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> He'd be sitting there ripping farts to stop the other team from shooting at him. That would have been 12-year-old Rusty. Oh, oh, he's going to shoot. I better uh, shoot first. Yeah, okay. Fuck you. Um, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm good at football. Thank you very much. <laughs> he is. He He was fairly good. So, so move on. Yeah. So I would like to talk weird. a little bit about games since you guys are talking about playing so much grab ass. Well, I mean, you know. um, Russ, you mentioned mechs. What you you play some battle tech? Uh, yes, I played. Did you uh, get deep into battle tech? Uh, I can't really say that I got super deep into it. Um, but I started getting some some heavier mechs. Uh, you know, and it is very much Pokemon. I, I found out that salvage is absolutely key. 
uh, you know, when playing that fucking game. Did you did you figure out that before you shoot something, you can highlight it and figure out where each of the weapons are? Yes, I know. So if you need to get something, you know what not to blow off. Uh, I, I know that if I want to get uh, PPCs, not to destroy that arm, uh, and I've uh, started knocking shit down. Uh, I've gotten so you can focus fire. So, so do you have like an LRM boat now and that helps knock stuff down and then you've got somebody that goes in and just cores it out or I have, takes out the legs? I have uh, I have an SRM boat and an LRM boat. Uh, What's your SRM boat right now? Oh, God. You're going to make me remember fucking mech names? Oh, shit. How many SRMs does it hold? Uh, it is, let's see. Is it a medium two, or heavy? It, it's a medium. So is it a Kentaro? Uh, Kentaro Centurion might be a Centurion, but I'm not sure. No, Centurions are uh, are paperweights. Uh, that is my LRM boat because he doesn't have a whole lot of armor. I'm trying um, to think of things that have a lot of missile hard points. Centurions have missile hard points. Shadowhawks have hard points. It might th- it might be the Shadowhawk that I have for my SRM. Shadowhawk as or SRM, SRM boat. So early game, you know, getting. I uh, think you start off with one. Right. Well, you do, but that was the one that got cored out. Oh, and, that sucks. And uh, it took it took sixty days to repair. Uh, <laughs> well, but the the Shadowhawk that you have, you can absolutely. I've got it set up with. Um, heavy armor up front. It's a little bit lightly armored in the back because I was trying to put everything up front. And then I've got jump jets on mine to get it up faster. And then nothing but SRMs and, and one medium laser. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for a while, I took the medium laser off and just put a small laser and then an arm actuator so I could get extra punch power. And my S- my Shadowhawk held up to almost my Kentaro. When you get a Kentaro, if you see a Kentaro, you want a Kentaro. Okay. A Kentaro is a medium mech that packs more SRMs than the Shadowhawk, has more armor, runs hot as balls, but fucking packs with, if you get the plus plus, like, SRMs on it, uh-huh. I've gotten that thing over 300 damage per salvo. Right. And you can get a Shadowhawk with plus weapons up to about 250-ish. So it's a little bit less powerful, but it's a good starter SRM boat. Um, and you'll be able to use it through a big chunk of the game. Right. Now, I've got a couple swap outs that I've, you know, that I've worked out. So the SRM boat and my, the LRM boat that I've, I've got set up uh, are, you know, are my one-two punch. Mo- you know, after... I'll explain. I'll make it short, though. Yeah. Short-range missile, long-range missile. Use the long-range missiles to make things unstable so they fall over. Right. Use the short-range missiles to do a lot of damage real quick. Mm-hmm. Only problem with short-range missiles is until you get an accuracy mod or somebody with a really high accuracy, it's hard to focus certain things, but you can core stuff with it. Oh, yeah. You can you can or beat the shit out of something real fast with it. So what I normally... It's just like a shotgun. That's right. what it is. And that's exactly what they are. Is they're just, you know, the more SRMs, you know, the number means the amount of rockets it shoots. Uh, and you just... Stand that thing as you know, you know, within its range, and then you just focus something. Now, when my LRM is, you know, he's running, uh, I think two LRM tens, uh, which is kind of light for an LRM boat, but still, that's still very impressive. I love the missiles in this game; it's just very satisfying. 
so it's very satisfying in cinematic mode as it fires and goes over like hills and shit right. like that. The LRMs are also indirect, meaning you can fire them over cover as long as something has line of sight. And it is just fun to just have something that pew pews from the back lines and just fires missiles all day. So I have I have the, the LRM boat sit you know sits in the back, and then I have uh, I I have one brawler that I only bring out in tundra situations or you know or in cold environments. It gets uh, too hot because the Black Knight is. Oh, you got a Black Knight. I got a Black the Knight. The Black Knight's badass. The Black Knight is basically a laser puker. He sits like, you know, he gets about mid range, but he fires off. I think he's got fucking six mediums, two larges, and a PPC. <laughs> yeah. So it has he, like nine laser hard points. <laughs> right. So he he sits in the medium, uh, you know, medium range, and uh, if I alpha strike with him. He's done for a fucking turn because he has to cool down the next you, turn. <laughs> here's something that that I learned after playing it a real long time was some of those mechs are kind of like a one-two punch situation. Right. So, like, with I've got two Black Knights, and I'm still using them. And I've got one that's set up more long-range and short-range and one that's set up more short-range and long-range. Right. And so, like, my long-range one, I've got PPCs, large lasers, and a couple of medium or, you know, like, I say a couple, like four mediums on right. it. And then on the short range one, it has a single like long, long, uh, large laser plus plus, and then everything else is plus medium lasers and small laters and an arm actuator and a shitload of armor. And so he just kind of fires the one shot as he's walking up, and then he alternates to these medium lasers. And the other one, it's got enough armor to survive, but he shoots long lasers until he gets within short range, mm. and then I turn them off and then just shoot medium lasers until I want an alpha strike. And, and then sometimes he alpha strikes, but most of the time he alternates between the two things, like right. precision shot with large laser and PPC, and then, you know, not precision strike with all the mediums, because it's kind of like a shotgun, too. Right. Well, the, it's really uh, fun to watch. It is. It's very fun to watch. Now, uh, I have been trying to poke mech a little bit to, you know, to get additional uh, copies of these mechs. So that I can have one for uh, cold environments and one for hot environments or airless environments, which you have heat problems. Uh, so uh, I was looking for, um, and I'm looking for more heavy mechs so that I can set up an uh, autocannon boat. So that I can um, uh, have something that is a low heat draw but high firepower. Uh, so I'll give you some tips on that. You can mod a blackjack okay in the early game to do some of that, but it's more long range auto cannons. You're not going to get the right. good short range ones. Uh, Thunderbolt, you can get an AC 20 on a dragon. You can get an AC 20 on. Um, I like the AC twenties a lot. Yeah. If you can get an Orion, you can get an AC 10 along with a mix of medium lasers and SRMs. You can really multi-class an Orion. There's like three variants of Orion's. And one's more for missiles, one's more for lasers, and one's more for autocannons. And you can really multi-class them quite a bit to give you some long, then short range, because they move slow as shit. Mm -hmm. um, but the Thunderbolt, you literally can put an AC-20, jump jets, and a couple of small lasers on and just go precision strike or core things with it because it's 120 damage. Right. So you do any damage to the front of something and you don't care about salvaging it, you jump jet with the Thunderbolt right in front of it and just blast the shit out of it. 
and then just move on to your next target. Or if you're hunting small mechs, as I got mine with an arm actuator, so it does like 160 damage on a punch. Jesus. Or 120 damage precision, right? And it's also got like two small lasers. So it's really heat neutral. It gets most of its heat from the jump jets that I got on it as I rocket the fuck out of that all over the place. Grasshopper's great, but no AC on it. Right. Uh, if you can find a grasshopper, you can load it up with like eight machine guns or eight small lasers and like just, four medium lasers and then just make it a punch bot. So you basically just fire to you overheat and then jump up and either death from above things or literally just punch shit in the back until it blows up. I have not found a, a situation where I've actually wanted to use death from above. You can get modifiers that reduce the damage to your legs. So you basically can get two shots out of it for your leg and yourself. Okay. But at 200 plus damage, like it's super, like you're just crushing little mechs. Right. It's like just, it's just like soda cannon them. Yeah. Crunch. Um, you can get on an Atlas to jump and death from above, and an Atlas death from above is like 300 damage. Well, I mean, that's heavy. You it, know, an Atlas an is assault. stupid. <laughs> um, you can get an AC on it. You can get an AC among a shitload of other things on an Atlas. I've got a, two Atlases right now. If you find a Highlander, that's another one that's got good ACs on it. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's a, man, There's so many mechs. There's probably like 80 different mechs in that game. Right. And, and then there's variants for all of them that have different setups or engine types. or. Right. And then yeah. once you get sick of this, you can either get A, get expansions, or B, get rogue tech, and then get another 150 mechs. I'll probably end up getting, um, uh, I might pick up Flashpoint before the sale ends. Uh, Flashpoint's uh, good because it adds a rogue-like uh mode to the game right and it'll mix the flashpoints in with your campaign or you can play the mode that lets you just play flashpoints right i just want you know and they're little mini campaigns um the um super satisfying yeah i i just spend a you know a, a fair bit of time actually playing that game uh and it did take me a little bit to you know to get into but now i'm at the point where the uh now you understand my addiction level know, yeah once you get into the argo it makes makes things way easier and you know you have a lot more options and the options in that game are what makes that game fun because <laughs> you know in each map like even though the maps are kind of meh you know the the there's not a whole lot of like extra shit that you can see on the map the randomly generated maps give you a uh you don't really know what to expect right. or where things are at yeah you you end up dropping into you know you know into the situation you're just trying to make the best out of it so you know you're using cover using you know using rocks to get line of sight out or get in and out of line of sight and uh i i have all of my pilots set up with bulwark and tactician um I was looking over all of the other, you know, all the other stuff, like the multi-target and, you know, and the uh, the pilot skills and stuff. And I was like, ah, well, you know, I just want the base bonuses. I don't necessarily want the, the special skills. But getting the initiative, especially <clears throat> with heavy mechs for Master Tactician, makes all the sense. Because once you get up into Assault Mechs, which are like Phase you know, two or one, you know, where they're there, There's really, also a lot really of benefit slow. of specking into guts. You have the higher overheat threshold and the, that right. makes a big difference. Right. And that's, that's another like thing. Like when you get a, like I've got a stalker, a couple of stalkers now 
The stalker is a mech that like overheats once you alpha with everything because there's like I feel like 19 weapons on it. Yeah, um, it's so it moves really slow. Fine. But I mean, it, oh, let's see: two large lasers, two PPCs, six oh, medium lasers. Oh boy, uh, 30 LRMs. Holy shit! And 20 SRMs. Holy shit! That's what I've got loaded on it. That is. If you alpha strike, it's an instant overheat. So you oh, alternate. So you you can alpha strike with the overheat skill where you generate less heat. Well, yeah. Or if you're in cold temperature, you can get it all the way to the max heat bar. But I've got it loaded up with heat sinks, and there's also extra heat sinks that come with the expansion. So, like, it's called a double heat sink, so it sinks like six heat. Right. And uses that... up more slots, but it sinks like six heat. And then I got these expanders that expand the amount of heat I can drop. So it's got a max heat threshold of, like, 140 heat. Wow, yeah. And it still goes all the way to max in cold biome. Yeah. Because it's just a fuck. Well, it. It's like two mechs at once. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember <laughs> I remember playing Mech Warrior back in the day. It, it moves and, half the spaces everything else does, so it takes forever. Right. Playing Mech Warrior back in the day. Right. This was like fucking Mech Warrior, Mech Warrior 2, Mech Warrior 3, you know, old PC games, right? Right. I remember fucking, you know, kidding out an atlas when i got my atlas man i was like i'm fucking this is this is the this is the shit and uh i kitted out my atlas to be uh, to only be able to work in cold environments while sitting in a lake if i used it any other time where if i fired even just just the base fucking guns it would overheat immediately shut down come back up and then i would move on but I, w- I would only take, I remember, you know, only taking missions on cold environments or environments that have lakes. Because then I would drop, I would move to the, uh, the closest lake, and then I would just goad the fucking enemies coming towards me. And I would just sit there in the lake as a turret. Because <laughs> that was the only way I could manage my heat. Um, it was not, not the best, you know, best solution, but I thought it was fun. Especially it, when you alpha strike something and it just dis, disintegrates. <laughs> so at this point, do you see why I've put the time I've put into it? Yes, I could definitely see why you put the time into it, and I'm going to it's continue. It's extremely playing replayable. It. Yeah. Well, I'm going to continue playing it. The, the like, story is fun too. I like it's, it. It's like a well. I mean, it's done by the guys that did Shadowrun, right? Hairbrain Schemes, and they did a pretty solid job of the game. But I just keep going back to it just because, like, it's my comfort food game, right? Um, it's up there with XCOM for me. If you're an XCOM fan, I don't know. You may or may not like it, but it's got, it's, a, it's very similar in style, but it's definitely its own thing. Right. It's it's got its own little quirks as far as how the combat works. But once you you know once you figure that out, which you can figure that out in the first like you know five ten hours of the game, um, to the point where you can you know what you want, and then you end up. You know, you end up hunting mechs just to, you know, to get what you want. Um, after, you know, after about five or ten hours, that game starts to smooth out for you and you can you can work out the... Uh, it's intentionally hard when you start out. Right. Um, and you're going to lose a little bit and then you finally hit a curve where things start getting easier. And for that, that curve was the moment you get the Argo. Yeah, which is not that far in. Right. The moment you get the Argo, things work out. So I played that. Um, 
God, I love that game. Um, so uh, I picked up uh, Trover Saves the Universe because we talked about it, you know, on a previous episode. Uh, and I decided that I was going to play this game in VR because, I mean, I don't know if you played it in VR, but playing it in VR is, it's different. Wait, it, what game? Trover Saves the Universe. Oh, okay. No, I haven't had the ability to. Um, so I I played that in VR, and the, I mean the game is basically set for you know set up for VR. You you're a fucking cherubian, so you are sitting in a chair, and it is a um, it's a game that's you know that lends itself well to you know sitting in a you know in a chair with a controller because basically that's what your character has in his hands anyway. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I have to be honest after about an hour, I was over it. I was so over the fucking voice. Like after, you know, after sitting there and listening to, you know, I could watch a, uh, an episode of, uh, Rick and Morty mm-hmm. and it's funny. But I know that that episode is, what, half an hour, 45 minutes long, right? Right. And after that, I'm good. Like, I, I, I don't have to go back for another one, right? You, you sit down, you play a game. I think it was more like five or six hours or something like that. I think that's what I spent on the game. Uh, but if that is all you were getting, and that's the same voice on everything over and over and over again, it... It, it grated on me a little bit. By the end of the fucking game, I was ready to be done with it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but uh, uh, I did have some fun with it. It wasn't like groundbreaking by any means, but um, it, it was funny. Uh, there are there were plenty of points where I did laugh quite hard because uh, there are some funny moments in there. But uh, you know. It, oh, all in all, is it worth thirty bucks? Man, I don't know. Um, well, I got it. I got it on sale for nine ninety nine. Oh, well, you fucker! I ended up buying it for. 30. Did you get it on Steam? Yeah, I got it on Steam. It was on the Epic sale for a while. Uh, that's where you got it. Okay, well, I'm not. It might have been nineteen ninety nine. I don't know, but it wasn't. It definitely wasn't thirty bucks. Not a hundred percent on buying VR games on the Epic Store because I'm not a hundred percent how it works. Like, uh, Steam VR has a, you know, a VR launcher, essentially. Uh, but I'm not sure how Epic Stores... I, that's probably launcher. the other... Probably. I know that's the other reason I haven't played in VR, because I'm not sure how to launch the VR side of... Right, uh, exactly. Epic. So, uh, that's, that's why I decided to pick it up on Steam. Um, but, yeah. If, if you have a VR setup, and you want to play this game, that's the that's the way I would suggest playing the game i mean it looks good in vr uh and it plays just like you would expect it to in vr you it's uh gaze based for uh you know for uh picking up the green power babies so you're looking around the environment a lot which i found was really cool um and the forced perspective of being in the chair in certain spots uh works really well with vr you know, but it's, uh, I mean, it, you know, considering a lot of VR games are really poorly made, 
I mean, I, I don't want to say that they're terribly made because I'm sure it's a fucking challenge to make games for VR. Right. Uh, but um, the, this game looked really good for a VR game. So you'll you'll probably enjoy it if you play VR. Um, Beat Saber has always been going to be my first love because that's why I bought the fucking VR setup. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so I played that game, you know, all the way through. I beat it. Uh, fuck, what else did I play? Um, oh shit, what else did I play? Fuck, I don't know. I can't fucking remember. Those two things really stuck in my head, though. That, that's fair, Jason. You played more of the Division, right? That's pretty much all I did all week. Anything um, new about the division? Not that I didn't talk about last week. Uh, really, for the most part, this week was. Uh, um, I knew you were pretty much indisposed, um, so I uh, uh, pretty much spent my week um, trying to gear uh, gear crystal up. For Tidal Basin. So got her into World Tier 4. Sweet. And basically just been farming equipment all week. Um, Got to get her to a gear score of at least 430 to make the Tidal Basin manageable. Um, Trying to solo it, even at 450, was a giant pain in the ass. I didn't have any problems with it. Well... Where I ran into problems so, is when I ended up playing it with three other people, uh, because the last encounter. Yeah. Well, I found out part of my problem too with getting overwhelmed was, um, not clearing the control points in that area. Mm-hmm. Um. Basically, put title basin at tier four. And so the mobs got to me real easy. Oh, well. Um, I didn't, you know. I don't think I had that much of a problem with Tidal Basin. When when Tidal Basin came out, I powered through, because I was still playing pretty hardcore at that time. Uh, I powered through all of the, you know, all of the pre, you know, missions and whatnot. Uh, and uh, I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm not even going to fucking matchmake. I'm going to try to do this by myself. Uh, and it took me a little bit. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't easy, well, but I went through it and I said, man, I really enjoy the mechanics of what they granted, built here. Granted, part of my problem was probably also being tired yeah, well, and then yeah. um, being overconfident from the fact that I've been pretty much destroying everything else. And... Uh, <laughs> Got making cocky kid making uh more than a couple tactical errors yeah it'll um, punish you on that one this on that map. this game will punish you for tactical error oh yeah um if you make the wrong move uh for the gear that you have it will punish you um especially um going against the black tusk or the or true sons oh yeah on any of them if you make the wrong tactical move it will gank you <laughs> <laughs> right um but uh really i still fucking 
love that game. Um, even just farming, you know, just doing daily daily projects and shit and farming out equipment for crystal i still have a ton of fun with that game i'm just at the point where you know most of my equipment most of the equipment that drops for me i'm like oh this is trash here crystal see if this improves you any right (laughs) um uh but completely got my uh got all my gear retooled in fact i've got um, two complete builds working on a third and I'm sure I'll be working on more once I actually unlock the uh, uh, the new specialization I got I still have a lot of work to do for that you gotta do a bunch of of uh, specialist crap mm-hmm. and one of the big challenges for me just simply because I don't like them as much will be uh, getting uh Kills with marksman rifle in certain ways. Okay. Um, um, what kind of what what kind of ways are we talking here? Uh, like for example, you gotta get so many kills with people shocked first. Uh, uh, fuck that shit. Although it's not too bad if you if you can actually find shock ammo and uh, yeah. You know, or if you have the exotic that uh, the exotic set that actually gives you random ammo, yeah. Um, I still haven't had a, a full exotics drop, but at the same time, the rolls for those are pretty low outside of a tidal basin in the raid. So, you know, I'm pretty much just ready to start farming tidal basin. At yeah. this point, it's it's and, not too and bad. Strongholds. Yeah, it's not too bad for uh for that. There there is better ways to you know to uh uh to farm for gear. Tidal Basin is is fun, but when I played it, I played it like uh well that's required two times. Well, and then, farming it in the dark zone, yeah. your percentage drops for the exotic parts and the exotic gear are higher. Than they are elsewhere in the world. Okay, and mind you, so, I mean, I'm I'm a couple months, you know, yeah. removed from the whole progression of that. So, um, been playing some Dark Zone. Uh, I can confirm Dark Zone is not nearly as frustrating as it was in the first game. Mm. Um, it's actually a, it's actually a little fun. Um, though still very similar in as far as what you do inside the Dark Zone. Um, just with normalization, it is not near as griefy. Okay. Um, there's still that PvP element to it, but the fact that everybody's gear is normalized, um, you know, you don't just have people coming up behind you and ganking you in two seconds. Well, I mean, the ganks still happen. Uh, it's just... It, it, the dark zone's never been my forte, so you know I I walked around in there during the early days where almost nobody was in it um, because they hated it for different reasons. <laughs> uh, it was more of a PvP with PvP light situation, yeah. you know. But uh, I uh, 
I I completely fucking ignore anything that has to do with the Dark Zone when I play the game because it's not what I play the game for. Yeah. Well, it's not chiefly why I play the game for either as much as, you know, just that, just that little bit of change up. Plus, you know, just like before, there's certain gear that drops in the Dark Zone that doesn't drop in the rest of the world at a high rate. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So, but it's still fun. Ready for you to join me. Yeah, I'm here pretty soon. I've been playing uh, some Phantom Doctrine. I was going through the Steam cell and finding things that I wanted to pick up. Um, Phantom Doctrine was definitely one of those things. Um, I also did pick up that Witcher game, too, that you picked up, Rusty. I haven't played it yet, but I plan on dicking around with that a little bit, maybe tonight. Um, But Phantom Doctrine is like a Cold War... Yeah. themed XCOM style game kind of I'll explain so what it does and it doesn't explain itself terribly well as to how you're supposed to get set up but you're in a base and you got different points of investigation so it'll say there's a suspicious thing in like Baghdad right and so you plant a spy in Baghdad and then you run the counter while the uh, you know while the world maps moving and then he discovers intel or he discovers a lead that he can pick up or a tail he can pick up or something, right? Then it kind of escalates. Um, and then you've got so much time to get intel on that character so then you can launch an op. When you launch the op, um, you assign agents with different attributes and different uh, skills that are leveling up as you go, kind of like XCOM, um, to that op. And then... Primarily while you're going through there, you're trying to stealth around and get different things. So it could be that you're getting this microfilm, or it could be that you're getting these records, or you could be planting bombs, or you could be disarming bombs. And you try to do that as long as you can before you get discovered by the enemy. And you can judo chop people from behind and knock them out, which is fun. You can usually set, depending on how much intel you got, you can usually set somebody with a disguise which means that you're not going to get discovered by most characters while you're roaming around in stealth mode until you get into an area where that particular disguise doesn't work. And then you've got your support characters that you set up that are not disguised at all that you can move in and stealth in and get in position for different things for when you start the attack. Um, you don't have to blast your way through everything. In fact, the majority of things I've gotten in and out without ever tripping an alarm. Um but there is that option. You do get some XP for initiating a battle. But as people get wounded or die, um, they can be taken back and then they can figure out the position of your hideout or they can turn on you and become a double agent when you rescue them. Um, that leads to people finding intel and raiding your base. Um, and there's this whole story of kind of like uh, espionage and intrigue that's going on the entire time that you're trying to figure out what's going on in this world. And then part of that is you get evidence and the evidence is you're looking for keywords inside of a document or key photos. And it's kind of like a pixel hunt thing where you're looking for places or people's names or code names. And sometimes the code names are just part of the sentence, but it just looks slightly out of place. So you highlight that. And as you get the keywords out of that document or the keywords from the photos or whatever you're examining, then you take a little line that looks like a, a string, like connecting to thumbtacks, right? And you right. connect it to different documents of those same words until you got a certain amount, and then it does this little, like, outline, and then you've solved part of that, and then that's the name of the person or the place that you're going to find the person or whatever. And you go through and solve, quote-unquote, solve these cases as you're going and tie that stuff together to find the next clue to move the story along. 
So it's kind of fun. It's kind of cool. I mean, it's makes you kind of feel like you're doing some kind of detective or espionage work as you're going. Sound you know what it sounds like, right? What? <laughs> it just reminded me of like a a much more complicated Carmen San Diego. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good that's a good explanation. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like that. But so yeah, you tie the clues together until you figure out what the next person is, and then you got so much time before they change their identity again, and then you got to start the process all over again. It's very similar to Carmen San Diego. <laughs> You've got a danger level that kind of rises. So if you get an actual fight and you don't evacuate in time, then like things escalate pretty seriously. Mm. So they'll be start with like a wave of enemies and. Five enemies is fairly difficult to take on, um, but there are things like airstrikes that happen. So, like, oh. you'll get a fucking, like, Huey come in with, like, fucking rockets and machine guns and, like, just start blasting shit if you wait too long on your evac. Um, it gets really fucking serious. <laughs> um, oh. But your evac can be sometimes a chopper. Most of the time it's a van. But you basically set a pickup point, and you got three, usually three rounds to get it. But if then an enemy spots that evac point where you don't have it defended well enough, then it starts the counter over, and then it adds it like a danger counter. So it'll say like in twenty turns you're going to not be able to evacuate from this point. And each time as reinforcements are coming, it's getting more and more and more. Like I've gotten up to fifteen soldiers out there that I was trying had a really desperate firefight trying to evacuate, and ended up leaving somebody behind because I was getting overwhelmed. Um, and then everybody's identity was compromised and have to go back and create new identities for all these people. And you can retool their faces, retool their photo, <laughs> everything. Wow. But uh, interesting little game. It's a little bit repetitive in the missions, um, but I've had some fun with it. I think I've put probably about 15 hours into it already. Yeah, I noticed you were playing a lot of it. Um, so I'm having fun with that. I've got some other games that I'll talk about afterwards. I played a little bit of Pathmaker. Uh, Pathfinder, Kingmaker, mm-hmm. not Pathmaker. Pathmaker. I uh, can just combine the two of those. It's not just, quite a portmanteau there. Making path, man. Just making paths. But uh, that follows strict D and D rules. Um, it's does not lead you by the hand at all. Um, I am kind of failing miserably in my current campaign, so I'm not exactly sure what I'm doing wrong. I feel like I should micro a little bit more. It's a little bit more tedious than a pillars. Um, hmm. the RNG is pretty rough sometimes. I cannot hit certain things to life of me, which makes me think I'm attacking something. I maybe need to come back. And there's also a mission timer that will expire for my main mission if I don't get what I'm doing done fast enough. Oh, I hate those. So my That's initial the... my initial impression is the game's working. I'm not really having any crashes or any of the cra- that people are complaining about. Um, I hate the bandwagon. I just don't understand the game enough to understand what I'm doing wrong for it to be hard in the way that it is. Um, maybe I'm not using my terrain or cover well enough. Maybe I'm not positioning my tanks right or using my abilities correctly, but I'm having a little bit of difficulty understanding the, the mechanics of it enough to be more effective. I don't expect to just steamroll everything, but like you get health back, it follows D&D rules, right? Like right. a sorcerer can use a spell so many times, a wizard has to prepare spells, right? Mm-hmm. So I had a wizard, and I was preparing spells, and it seems like I was always preparing the wrong spells, so I went with a sorcerer with pre-made spells, so I knew what I had to work with uh, every time. And most of the time he fires with a crossbow and then occasionally casts cool spells, but I seem to miss with most of my spells, so I go back to the crossbow. Um, my tank seems too squishy, so he's just getting fucking steamrolled. Um I'll report more on that after I figure out what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. You shan't have squishy tanks. No. It's not well. She's got a fucking tower shield. She's got like 
three times the damage resistance as anybody else, but I think I skilled her wrong. So that's probably where part of my issue is. You can't really respec after you get rolling, so like I'm almost at a point where I might have to restart. Which that sucks. Like yeah. it may be indie to the point where I should know Pathfinder rule set better to understand what I'm doing wrong. Maybe, and that seems weird. Maybe, but most games that are built off of those, like Neverwinter Nights, really didn't require you to... Uh, well, even Divinity, you could multi-class, and even if you fucked it up, you might not be the most powerful character, but you figured out the mechanics of, like, how the spells interacted with the world enough to understand how you could set up unfair situations for the enemy, too. Right, right. And you had better healing items. Uh, I mean, you can heal and do an ex- another... It's, you know, all stop-motion combat where you just hit p- space to pause, so you can do as many actions as you want in a turn because uh, it's not turn-based like that but it's i just feel like i'm fucking up bad which is why i went to plan something completely different uh <laughs> try and pull and grabbing uh, that new witcher game at half off so yeah just know know when you get the uh get into Thronebreaker, it's going to be something com- you know it is completely different you need to I understand it's Gwent. You, yeah, you need to understand that it is primarily Gwent. I'm but... pretty good at Gwent, and Gwent's not that bad of a game. I mean, you know, no, they is... got the, that whole free to play game too, right? You know, and it plays a little bit differently than that. Like I said, it's kind of Gwent with um, you know uh, Hearthstone rules because you have like hero characters and uh, and extra little little things that you can throw. That throws the uh, the encounters of, around a little bit, but um, it is primarily Gwent, and I only played a little bit of it. I hadn't played any more of it since uh, since last week, but um, you know what I've seen of it so far. It looks like you know the story is just starting for me, but it is a Witcher story. I mean, it is it is in the same universe, and I mean Geralt supposedly shows up at some point. You know, so we'll see where it goes. I'm going to continue playing it off and on, probably. Um, I was just going through the Steam sale because it's coming, you know, coming to a close right now, and there's a couple things that I might want to pick up. Um, so I I was looking at uh, Slay of the Spire, which I know you, you have played. to like a card battler, but it's like the best one out there. Uh, and, uh, I'm also going to pick up Bloodstained because I, I, I really, I really want to play that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's, there's some stuff that's, you know, that's, uh, that's happening, you know, as far as, you know, uh, game releases, like I want to play Starbound again, like all the way through. Uh, I want to uh, get back into playing Satisfactory because they've just, you know, added nuclear reactors and trains, which f- can change everything. Uh, and, you know, there's all kinds of updates and games and stuff. And this is the time of, you know, time of year where, you know, DLCs and updates and, th- you know, and feature updates are absolutely key with with the addition of uh, some good indie yeah, titles. Terraria's has got a final update this month, so. Sweet. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's some games. I, I don't even actually plan on really. I might pick up Griftlands, but I think it's going to be released in early access. It's the new clay game. Right. Um, but I may wait since it's releasing in early access 
on Epic and just focus on all the shit I got right now for the rest of the month. Yeah. I mean, there's... You get into a uh, a uh, a rhythm of like swapping through. Like I'm not. I'm trying not to gamer ADD like you do, because you have that bad. Uh, but uh, right now I'm looking at my uh, library and I'm like, well, there's like eight games to play. I guess I won't play any of them. I guess it's YouTube time. Uh, you know, <laughs> I just have I have that kind of a problem. Well, why don't we take ourselves a quick break and then come back? All right. We'll be back. Go Team Corgi. Oh, yeah. Shit, I just boosted. Corgi. You just boosted. <laughs> Talk about that crazy, I don't even know what the fuck's going on, Grand Prix thing that Steam's doing during the summer uh, show. I lost all interest in it after the first week. <laughs> so uh, I, I boost when, I, when I've got points, and all I want is the $5 voucher, and that's all I want. Uh, yeah, know, that's... Oh, working there's... on that. Oh, I did see. I did see uh, that there was a way to absolutely fucking game the system at least early on. I'm not sure if it still works, but um, yeah, a buddy of mine's been increasing his Steam level repeatedly over and over and over. He's like Steam it... level 50 right now. Right. I mean, you could get Steam levels insanely quick by uh, by doing one very very easy trick uh, that was uh, to play Starbound. And drink sodas. Uh, in fact, you can mod Starbound so that you can make like an insane amount of sodas, based you know because it changes the uh, crafting requirements to one dirt block. Which I mean, it's dirt blocks. You get them everywhere, so you could make thousands of sodas. And just sit there with an auto clicker and just sit there and drink sodas. And I think you get like 20, 10 or 20 points per soda that you drink in that game. And then you stop playing the game. You go back to Steam and you've got like fucking like thousands of points. And you just sit there and boost. And then you use the tokens to, you know, level up your character. You know, you level up your thing because Steam levels are a thing, right? Um or you could spend it on the $5 voucher and get $5 off of a game that you are going to buy anyway. So, yeah, uh, I just can't be asked. <laughs> I really can't because uh, you go through half an hour of setting up an auto clicker and doing the whole fucking thing just so that you can get some arbitrary levels on a fucking game platform. Right. I've never worried about those levels. So Ever, ever. Uh, apparently, uh, content creators and things like that, the levels increase the amount of friends you can have on your friends list. Um, so, you know, content creators have been taking advantage of being able to do that uh, and just increasing their friends list to stupid amounts because, yeah. you know, that that's just one way of doing it. But, I mean, Starbound was, you know, is or was the game for... Uh, for gaming the system, you know, as far oh, as the yeah. Steam sale is concerned. And this Steam sale's been a mess. I mean, as far as I'm, you know, as far as I know, 
I don't think anybody really knows how's going how it works. Yeah, that's okay though. I mean, there's been a few things I've picked up. I'm I'm officially done as of right now. I picked just picked up it lurks below, and that's the last game I want to pick up. Kind of want a Deep Rock Galactic. That was something I was thinking about picking up, but then I remembered I need people playing that with me to want to play it. So that being said, um, I wanted to speak about a game that you can get on sale that you should pick up if you have never picked it up because it is eight years old. But that is Terraria. Terraria. Terraria's got a final update coming out this year that adds a host of stuff. Most of it seems like quality of life stuff. There are like 800 new items they're adding to the game. There are a whole bunch of new animations for things, new biomes they're adding, new weapons they're adding, new ways they're doing world generation, new ways they're doing some of the actual graphics, which are more quality of life stuff than anything else. Um, They're adding things like Reza Chroma support. Uh, new tracks. Um, okay. They're adding a whole bunch of... Uh, it doesn't look like... I may be wrong, but I didn't see... I didn't see a new boss. I was hoping for a new boss. Mm, but I don't think it needs one. Anyways, like, I was so excited about that that I went ahead and got It Lurks Below, which is the... So, the Romero game, a Romero of not... Um, zombie movie fame, but the Romero of Doom fame, of original Doom fame, made a game that's similar to Terraria called It Lurks Below that is more focused on the dungeon crawling aspects of Terraria with light building, but most of it is focused on the dungeon grind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really eager to check that out, and that might be what I try to do before I pass the fuck out tonight. Um, and if not, I'm actually go back and play Terraria because it just looks so fucking cool when I'm looking at it again. Yeah, I'm just Terraria is a fucking cool game. Well, like it is the best not Super Nintendo game ever made, I and mean, it just came out on Switch. Yeah, it's 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 all right. I I played Terraria you know for a while there. Um, I don't think I beat the game, but I got close. Uh, you know, for me, I think Starbound is about my limit. Uh, which is similar, but it actually has some questing to it, and that that was key to me. So Terraria was, you know, you figure it out, you know, yeah. and Starbound, rec- you know, added a little bit extra to that. And uh, I, I, I'm more of a Starbound guy. Well, I will say the guy that's my DM for all of my D and D style games has 507 hours in Terraria. Son of a bitch. I mean, that's a lot of Terraria. He's a Terraria master. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So, I've got 350 well, and. Way to go, douchebag. I don't even know what's going on. Like, all the things turned off. We're going down. Uh, he knocked over our monitor fucking thing because he's got to fucking stretch his goddamn lanky ass legs out. Well, it looks like it's still recording, so I assume we're fine. Yeah, this yeah, is just it, for us. This is literally just the monitor. headphone monitors. Yeah. yeah, you're worse than the dog. I know, the dog hasn't <laughs> even disconnected anything yet, has she? <laughs> no. Not tonight. Uh, maybe once before. Jason's done this like three or four times. Uh, yeah, asshole. Keep your legs down. We don't I need to see help them. It. Long legs, big feet, you get the drift. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, so, shit. But, Moving on to the news front, uh, to be honest, there's not a whole lot of hard news this week. Is there some soft news? Um, Is there some squishy news? Some uh, Squishy would be right, uh, considering it's mostly rumors. Some flappy news? Um, 
So, some flaccid news. <laughs> wow. <laughs> news! <laughs> so, the, uh, the, the latest uh, in the rumor mill bes- behind the new Grand Theft Auto. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, um, I did see this, and I forgot that that's probably a news item, though. Is that uh, the uh, code name is Project Americans. There will be four main characters. Project Americans. And it will follow a Narcos-style storyline uh, with the characters working their way up a drug cartel in split stories. Joy. I have... I am so over Grand Theft Auto. I really am. I can't... I I can't get behind it anymore. Um, I I played the last Grand Theft Auto 2, you know, all the way through. uh, And I just... The, the reason why I played it is because that was such a big game when it came out. Like, it was like, everybody's going to play this game. Yeah. Uh, and everybody did. Uh, but, <laughs> and they're still playing it. Um, so, I mean, it was a success for sure. But I'm not big into the crime stories. Like, I, I don't want to play the semi-bad guy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I am Along the white, with... Uh... I am the white knight. Along with some of the other rumored details, uh, is that it'll be set somewhere in the 70s or 80s. Of course, that's when drug trade was fantastic. Are they going to go for, I wonder if they're going to go for a Vice City vibe again. Um, If they're to the point of doing that. And that it will be more, um, more of a chapter based system, more similar to Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Okay, I mean, if it works for them, that's yeah. it makes the you know the game progression happen. But most of what Grand Theft Auto really is is just going out and stealing a random car and driving around the city. I mean, that's and, and making your own little thing happen. You know, the right. story is is just there to get you through. Um, you know, get you through what they want you to play, but it's mostly open world. I know people who play fucking Grand Theft Auto beat the fucking game ages ago, uh, and they just boot it up so that they can go steal a random fucking car and just, you know, drive. <laughs> yep. Um, and then another rumor news, this one regarding The Last of Us Part Two. Um... <laughs> Both the voice actress who plays Ellie in the game and um, a Kotaku editor the, via source have both hinted, <laughs> and I say that lightly, uh, both have hinted that the game will be launching in a February 2020 release window. Okay. And that, um, let's see, where did it go? Super awesome. Oh, and that there will be four four different editions for the game. A standard, a special collector's, and an Ellie edition. Oh, because we need to have that kind of shit happen to more you know more. Alright. 
I'm looking forward to Don't seeing you the know, spreadsheet. Game gets popular. The follow-up gets multiple editions. Sir. I just, I just want to see the spreadsheet. Give me the spreadsheet. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm already conditioned for it, guys. Might as well just fucking just hand her out. Yeah. What's these editions actually? Does this does is there an edition that comes with Ultimately, the Ultimately, the fact of whether or not it has multiple editions is not going to influence the fact that I'm going to pick up the game at some point because i definitely will because let's face it the first one was a fucking masterpiece so so whatever happened to games coming out then there was just a game not game silver edition game gold edition game fucking platinum edition game like reach around edition people fucking like people like Trent and Justin bought the special ship for the figurines and the posters and whatnot. You're part of the problem. I don't do that like I'd used to. That's for damn sure. Yeah, because you're fucking. I'm, fucking, I'm just Fallout everything fucking collector's edition. Okay, that's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done that in a while though. No, you haven't. You haven't. To your to your strength since fallout 4 i mean that's how long ago so believe me i i i was for a moment a very short moment attempted to buy the final fantasy 7 remake collector's edition with fucking cloud on his bike because damn that would be fucking cool as a collector's item but I mean, I didn't buy the Skyrim Collector's Edition, and that would have been right up my fucking alley. With the dragon. Right. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's that. You, I, I just look at it, and I'm like, man, it's like 250 or 300 bucks for a fucking... I mean, really? <laughs> right. Seriously, it's, uh, it's just... It's, What's horrible is the resale market on most of those. Yeah. Fucking expensive. Well, the the idea is to get those really limited things, and then the people who really wanted it but can't get it anymore, they you sell them off. Well, the funny thing is, though, there's there's collector's editions of some games that just fell hard, like fell flat. They didn't sell worth a shit, and the collector's editions are still in the Walmarts and the bottom shelf, like uh-huh. hidden away behind fucking or controllers. Some of and them shit. just disappear completely. <laughs> right. Oh god, the fucking bust. I remember the bust. I remember a person who actually has the fucking bust. Um. <laughs> yeah. Power armors for pussies. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, collector's editions are just. Why? Why would you even, you know, the the statue is that it? The whole reason behind it? You're gonna spend two hundred bucks on a statue? Now, my my idea of a collector's edition from, you know, when I was actually buying collector's editions, and mind you, I was only buying World of Warcraft collector's editions. Um, it was the art books and the extra shit that came with it or the fucking mouse pads. And that's, that's the kind of the collector's editions that I, I ended up picking up, but those weren't like $300. Those were like maybe what? A hundred, eight, 80, something like that. Like double the price of the game. You know? So <laughs> I didn't feel like I was spending all that much more, but I was getting the art books and I like you know, like having those art books around. They're kind of cool. 
that and I was big into the lore of World of Warcraft. So I'm fucking nerd. What? Um, but yeah. What? What? Judge me. You can't judge me. I'm not judging. I'm not judging. You can't judge me. Neither um, you can. You bought fucking collector's editions, you self-assholes. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving on from the rumor mill to the one actual <laughs> decent piece of news I could find. Um, as we all know recently, uh, the developers of Shinmu 3 um, released the news that they will become an epic exclusive. Uh, basically mm. shunning a good portion of their Kickstarters who were promised Steam keys. Oh, joy. Here we go again. So, uh, initially, uh, the rumor mill was that people asking for for refunds of this because they weren't going to get their Steam keys were being denied those. Being denied refunds. Yes. For you know, because they decided to go with Epic. Yep. Wow. Um, however, recently this week, um WiseNet and uh Epic all joined uh the game here and basically said anybody who requests a refund for the lack of Steam keys will receive a refund. Well, so they're trying to make it right. Yeah. So initially they fucking screwed the pooch and then they're like, uh, mm-hmm. maybe that wasn't the best idea. Yeah. Um, <sighs> now, so WiseNet you... and, and Deep Silver both came out and basically said they did try initially to uh, work something out with Steam where they could still provide Steam keys to the game for those people who had already kickstarted it. So... One, before you all rage at everyone, that's probably why they initially de- declined requests for refunds because, because they were, they were trying still trying out. to work it out. Um, gotcha. Okay. Well, however, based on uh, you know, based on the different sales policies involved between both Epic and Steam, it basically made the situation untenable. <laughs> and they couldn't come to a resolution. Well, um, yeah, we've already talked about the whole Steam versus you know uh, Epic Game Store thing. I'm not a big fan of the Epic Game Store, mind you, uh, but uh, you know the idea of Kickstarter games, especially when they're already like saying, "Hey, we're going to be putting this out on this platform." And you kickstart for something that's going to come out on that platform, um, and then they went and go and go and change it like that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's motivated by the dollars, of course it is, because of the whole cut thing, you know, where you know Steam charges upwards to thirty uh, percent for you know for their cut of a sale, whereas right. you know Epic Game Store sells of you know takes a smaller cut. Well, let's face it, most. To be honest, some of the outrage is probably driven by the fact that this game has been pushed back a couple times now. Yeah. Um, It is nowhere near um, its original promised release date, which was way back in 2017. It's a Kickstarter Um, game, guys. I mean... Which is pretty much the norm for Kickstarter projects anymore. Kickstarter games have... 
you know, have ambitious releases and there's a few good games that come out of, you know, come out of Kickstarter, right? You know, Bloodstained's one of those. It started off as a Kickstarter game or it was it was crowdfunded. Um, I think it was Kickstarter. Fuck. Yeah, it, it was. And and then that game didn't come out initially on time either, you know, but he didn't really give a hard release date if I remember correctly. That team didn't. Um, but there's been Kickstarter games that just just screwed the pooch, like completely shit the bed when it comes to, uh, you know, deliverables, you know, and uh, it's it's a it's a risky transaction anyway, you know, and you should think of that if you're thinking about Kickstarter for you know, or backing games, you have to think about that nowadays, even more so. Uh, that you're going to be taking a risk and that things can change, you yeah. know, but I don't know. I wish that the fucking, you know, that there would be some, you know, some other way of doing thing, you know, doing business um, when it comes between, you know, game store and steam, you know, steam might fucking open up their goddamn walls a little bit and reduce their, uh, if they reduce their cut, Epic would not have any fucking ground to stand on. That would, oh, I mean, yeah. that's that's the reality here. If you know, if Steam matched Epic's fucking cut or beat them in any way, and they're big enough to do that, Epic would have no legs to stand on and would completely crumble. <laughs> it would. It's and that would be that'd be the thing. And then of course. Fucking, I, I see after that crumbling, Steam going and gobbling them up and just, you know, obtaining their keys and their licensing. Oh, yeah. You know, just that, I mean, I could see that happening. But, you know, in the meantime, the environment we're in, we have to fucking deal with, you know, these landmines. Now, I, I'm i picking up games on, you know, on Epic. And I, th- I only bought two, I think. I bought... Um, Metro Exodus and uh, Satisfactory. I think those are the only two yeah, games I, I actually own. Those two, Hades and Trover. Okay, yeah, Hades. I, Hades, 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 yeah. Hades. Hades, man. And um, then, yeah, and then I got all the free games that they give out. So right, and then the last bit of real news. Um, last week in a. Actually, this week in a large press release, Remedy announced that they have regained the publishing rights for the Alan Wake IP. Good. Um, So it is no longer Microsoft IP exclusively. Um, While they said there's currently no plans to release on other, to re-release on other platforms, Mm -hmm. this would definitely open up that possibility for them. So they're not landlocked to the Microsoft systems any longer. Oh well, I mean that that's fine. I want them to do more with you know with an Alan Wake yeah. or an Alan Wake you know kind of game. Yeah, they basically said at um, at this point their their development team is uh, fully focused on their next game, Control. Um, but after that, who knows what could happen. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed um, Alan Wake. I wasn't a big fan of the Nightmare, but I I played 
uh, played through Alan Wake, and it was fun. They're uh, they're regaining the IP definitely open opens up more of a possibility for a true follow up to Alan Wake mm-hmm. versus what American Nightmare was, which was really just Alan Wake one point five DLC. Like, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. Yeah, when I played. You know, when I played it, it, it wasn't it wasn't great. It didn't feel fully flushed out, really. No, not really. Um, so mm. you know, we could be looking for new news on that in the near future. I would imagine now that they have it back, it wouldn't be long until they port it to other consoles. To be honest, you wouldn't necessarily need that big of a team to do that. No, well. Uh, yeah, I'm not big on the fi- uh, the idea of porting it. They might do an HD remake because that's a fucking big thing with the you know you know with the industry right now. Not necessarily with uh, the small developers, though. You'd be surprised what they you know if they go. Alan Wake is a fucking old old franchise. Yeah, it's more than ten years at this point. Isn't yeah, it? it's an old franchise. I mean, the game looks all right, but it's still dated. You know. It still will look dated, but it could definitely use an HD te- uh, texture, you know, release. And if they do decide to re-release it for the current platforms, it's going to need it. Because, I mean, I don't think anybody fucking plays, you know, you know that, you know, games like that need to have a facelift after a while. Oh, yeah. Still a good game. Definitely a good game. It's just, it it needs a little something. Yeah, it needs a spit shine. <laughs> but yeah, uh, fucking, I'm sitting here going through the la- my last picks for you know for you know the Steam sale while you're going through all this shit. So <laughs> that's all right. Oh, that's I'm also in, much it I'm multitasking like a motherfucker. I was. <laughs> I'm enjoying the benefits of having really fast internet. As we've been talking about this, I've downloaded about 32 albums. <laughs> I was like, what do I want to listen to tomorrow? And I was like, what do I want to watch? <laughs> something punk rock, something rockabilly, something metal. So I downloaded like six albums from the Rev that I could just rip, but I don't want to. We didn't even talk about your internet. Like, Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the big news. I, I buckled down and got better internet. It's I won't say who it's through because fuck you and your prices, but right. holy shit, I'm at a speed. I've topped out at 975 megabits per second, mm-hmm. and mobile mobile Wi-Fi is at over 600 megabits per second. And the mobile or mobile the Wi-Fi is <laughs> fast enough that I'm about to disconnect almost all the cables in my house except for the one on my computer. It's the switch I have is too slow to handle it. It won't go any faster than 150 megabits per second off the switch and off the router that Jason gave me. That's where it maxes mm-hmm. uh, at about 200. Yep. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. And I don't need any faster for the 4K TV. Right. So that's one cable gone. Right. Um, I don't want to r- run the 40 foot Ethernet cable anymore all the way to my Steam link in my room. I've got fast enough Wi Fi that it doesn't make sense. I'm going to disconnect that. Don't need this to my PlayStation or Xbox because it's downloading faster than Xbox servers will work. That's fine. Right. You know? 
and then even steam doesn't even get the full benefit of it. Like after, it's after a while, it, it it's bottlenecked by how fast your disc can write. Correct. So, so it writes fat or downloads faster than my disc can write when I'm putting it on my regular old hard drive, which is most of my games that don't need SSD stuff. Right. But yeah, so I'm just at a point where I'm just like fuck it. And then I've, you know, I've got 256 gigs on the phone. So it's like, you know what? I want a few more albums. This will take like all the three gigs. And it's literally like five seconds an album, if that. Like it, it's, it, it takes longer <laughs> to initialize and spin down than it does to download. Yeah. It's, I was clicking multiple albums at a time. And by the time I got finished with the last click on the last artist, like I was going through Reverend Horton Heat. And I was like, what albums do I want? It's like, hey, I want Liquor in the Front. I want, uh, <laughs> Trust me, I just kept going and going and going and just bam, 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 bam. And then it's like, oh, okay. What's I'm done. Next? What's next? What's next? What's next? <laughs> no, yeah. I was looking, you know, I was looking into, you know. I wanted, I wanted Reverend, this is my mix for tomorrow. Reverend Horton Heat, Between the Berry to Me, and um, Minor Threat. That's what I'm listening to tomorrow. There you go. It's varied enough other than Mike Ness uh, and Social D. Yeah. So I didn't want to rip the albums. What can I go. say? Well, shit, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, possibly getting an upgrade on mine, but it's going to take, I, I don't think I need the full, uh, I don't think I need the full like gigabit, you know, I don't have that many devices running in my place. I just want to have, you know, enough that I can download my games in like a minute or less and, you know, go to town, you know, and the idea of getting, you know, going wireless is really beneficial to me considering the amount of wires I've got strewn across my my floor right now. Uh, this is going to make a huge difference in here. For sure. I don't know Jess is going to like me not having as many wires, too. Of course. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, I, I think that's that's all I've got. All right. Let's, uh, let's lock this thing out. Jason, where can you find us? Find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash realtiltcast. And find friends of the show. You got For the Love of Gaming. You've got noquarters.net. You have Cabbage KBG. Cabbage. Uh, you have bmfcast.com and tvgp.tv. They do regular episodes. And with that, see you in the episode. All right. Peace.